Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Tony Okamoto and Michelle Kane. Today, we are thrilled to bring on Felicia Falconer. Felicia is a college student who is actively dating. She shares her hilarious stories, and we're excited to share her story with you today. Yep. For anyone who might be in college and plant-based, this one is for you. Uh, So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Welcome, Felicia. Thanks for coming on our show. Thanks for having me. Uh, We're so excited to have you here. I discovered... How did I discover you? I think I've discovered your videos randomly on YouTube. Is that... Did I just email you out of the blue? No, I actually emailed you. I was like... I was like reaching out to like a bunch of different people on Instagram. And I think I, yeah, I think I found you on Instagram and then you emailed me. I included like the link to my YouTube because I was like, I don't know if you'll like me. So like (laughs) you can look at my videos to see if you do. And then you were just like, oh my gosh, I love them. And then like since then we've kind of like been in communication. I totally remember that now. Yeah, I get a lot of random emails from people and usually like I don't have time to like kind of go into the wormhole of, of really looking at their content. But I do I remember like clicking through and watching some of your videos and being like, oh my gosh, this is so nostalgic because I went vegan when I was in college and you were in college and you were just ha- sharing such just raw experience of experiences of what you're going through in the moment. And I just think you have such a beautiful energy and you're so um, fun to watch and listen to. So yeah, that is awesome. So glad we found each other. <laughs> and with that, can you tell us a little bit about what you do, where you, where you are in life? Um, so right now I'm like, I'm like 22. Um, I'm, I don't know if I should say I'm in my fourth year or my fifth year of college, technically my fifth year. I'm like located in uh, the Toronto area, which is a really great area for the vegans. But apart from that, I guess like I do like YouTube and like other things like that. But most of my life is consumed by just like endless reading and writing papers and suffering through lectures. I was just in the Toronto airport yesterday. Was today? No, two days ago. Two days ago, I was in Toronto. And then two days before that, I was in Toronto. I was speaking at the London Veg Fest. And oh, that's so cool. It was pretty cold in Canada. I'm not going to lie. I'm not used to it. And I also, I looked up for my talk because I was going to mention the, the weather, but you all say Celsius. And, and so I did a conversion and it was, I was, what is it? 24 degrees Celsius is how warm it is here where I live. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It's so cold today. I think it's like minus one. It's snowing outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was snowing when I got there and I was just freezing. Anyway, very cool that you're in college. As Michelle mentioned, uh, both of us were inspired to go vegan in college and we would love uh, to talk more about that. But first, can you tell us about what life in Canada is like uh, for the standard diet? What are people eating usually? What did you grow up eating? What was your family eating like? I would say, like, it's pretty similar. Like, honestly, like, Canada is just, like, like the annoying, like, little sibling, like, to the U.S. We just kind of, like, copy everything <laughs> you guys do. So, like, I would say, like, our diet is, like, pretty similar to, uh, like, American diet. But, like, I don't know. Just, like, lots of, like, fast food, like, McDonald's, Wendy's, like, A&W. But then just, like, also, like, if you're, like, trying to be, like, healthier, I guess. Like, maybe you might have some, like, grilled chicken or, like, whatever. But... My diet growing up was a bit different because my parents are both Jamaican immigrants. So I grew up eating like a lot of like Jamaican food, which like, I don't know, like curry goat and oxtail and plantain and like a ton of things like that. But like, mm, like bun and cheese on like Easter, like, I guess it's, it's like, a, I guess, I don't know, American <laughs> pretty much. Cool. And when did you decide to start 
eating healthier and then go into vegetarianism or veganism? I actually decided to start eating healthier when I was in high school. Honestly, like growing up, I feel like I was like one of those kids, like you're just like walking outside. You're like, why are they, why do they look like that? Like, why do they think it was okay to leave the house like that? Like that's, and like at a certain point I was just like, okay, like I'm going to start like actually like putting effort in. So, but wait, can you tell us what like that is? So what did you look like? And you should definitely send us a photo so we can drop that in the show notes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. If I can find, I feel like I like deleted a ton of them and like privated them on Facebook because I was so embarrassed. Oh I like would never leave the house unless I was like, I was always like in like a graphic t-shirt. I like wore my hair and like that like super high bun, but like I would use like, I would have always have a headband on, but sometimes it wasn't even like a real headband. I don't know if anyone, any of you like played like soccer or something, but there's this, I didn't, I didn't even play soccer. So it didn't make sense that I had, I think it's called pro rap. Yeah. I would use like pro rap as like a headband. And it's like, why was I doing that? I, I don't know. I totally remember when that was like the cool thing to do outside of sports as well. Yeah. Michelle played soccer and that was her jam. <laughs> Heck yeah. And they they came in like every different color. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I mean, looking like looking back now, I feel like it's it was disgusting. But like in the moment, I was like, oh, I look great. <laughs> this is a look. <laughs> I wish I could see everyone that I meet. Like if they could just, a 12-year-old photo would just pop up. Because I feel like all of us look back and we're like, what were we doing? Like I wore overalls and a backwards back hat, a backwards black hat every day of fifth grade. Like what? <laughs> I was it's cute. part of growing up. <laughs> Tony looks exactly the same <laughs> decade after decade. I always envy those people. You're lucky, Tony. <laughs> anyway, you saw other people walking down the street and you're like, whoa, I need to get my life together. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> so I think in like grade 11, I started like working out and kind of like being more conscious of like the things that I was eating. But I didn't go, it didn't even like really occur to me to go vegan until I was like in university. But I started to kind of like eat less chicken nuggets and fries and <laughs> things like that later on in like high school. So like grade like 11 or 12. Awesome. And then scooting way back to your family growing up, making a bunch of Jamaican food, were you like in the kitchen? Did you help cook? Was that a big part of your identity? How integrated into who you were was that? So I would say that my main role when it came to cooking food was actually just eating it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like I am just like completely lost in the kitchen. Like even now, like I'm like slowly getting better. I was not a big cook. Like my mom always like preferred to like cook like on her own, like kind of like do her own thing in the kitchen. And so I never really like had to like have those skills. Yeah. I'm just like two left, two left feet or two left hands, (laughs) I guess in the kitchen. Like it's just awful. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of how I was growing up. And so it made it once I got to the point where I went vegetarian and then went vegan, I feel like it's a whole other level of challenge when you start having to make your own food, but you have no experience in the kitchen. It forces you to learn how to cook. I can cook now because I'm vegan. Like I had to learn how. Same, same. So what was that like? Like when you first decided to start kind of changing up your diet, how you were eating, take us through that journey. Honestly, it was kind of, I guess like the first change is, so I'm vegan, but I'm also gluten-free. And I became gluten-free before I went vegan. So I was having like some just like health issues. My mom ended up bringing me to like a naturopathic doctor and she was just like, okay, like you can either cut gluten out or you can suffer forever. It's your choice. (laughs) So I decided to cut out gluten. And then like a few months after that, I became vegan. 
I would say like the gluten-free part was like a huge adjustment, but I feel like since I had had like a huge shift just a few months prior, I was still kind of like in this like phase of like instability. So like going vegan for me was kind of like, okay, this is just like another thing to adapt to. But it was hard because I don't know, like obviously like you need to season your food, but like, to be honest, like when you're cooking with meat, you can get away with not really putting in that much effort. So I definitely remember like the first few meals that I made just like tasting like dust. And it's like, I don't want to eat this way. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like a difficult adjustment. So for the first little while, I kind of had to have like the internet hold my hand and just kind of like walk me through like step-by-step step how to make just like basic meals so that I could survive. That is really wonderful that you had the internet. When Michelle and I became mm-hmm. vegan in college, we did not have that luxury. <laughs> there were like two blogs, <laughs> two or three blogs at that time. There was also something called VegWeb which had all of these user-submitted recipes, and that's what I used. But mostly, I went to the library and checked out books. I ate a lot of ramen noodles and cereal and soy milk (laughs) and pasta. (laughs) And not even good soy milk, like nasty soy milk. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So then what inspired you to become vegan? I actually watched a documentary called What the Health. It's kind of funny because I I had it in my Netflix list, for a while. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that I don't know, not that like you're wrong about something, but it's like, you know, something is probably going to like change your mind about something or something's probably going to like shake things up a little bit. So you kind of like avoid it for as long as you can. So I had it in my, in my list. And I was like, I don't really want to know what's in my food (laughs) because I feel like it's just more comfortable living this way. And my sister actually texted me And she watched the documentary and was like, you need to watch this. Like, I feel like I might go vegan because of this. It's like, you need to need to see this. And so right when she sent me the text, I was like, you know what? Like, I've had it in my list forever. I'm just going to watch it. And after watching that documentary, it was like, I literally could not bring myself to eat anything like non-vegan. Like originally after watching it, I was like, I'm going to finish off all the non-vegan things are in my cupboard and my fridge right now. And then afterwards I'll go vegan. But like, I literally couldn't bring myself to even do that. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to give this stuff away. I just need to do this now. So did your sister end up going vegan too? She didn't end up going vegan for, she was going through, like, she said she was going to go through like phases. So like cut things out slowly. I think right now though, she's like resting at like, she's pescatarian. That's something. Yeah. And was she eating an unhealthier diet before then? Uh, yeah. So she was eating like, like everything, like, so like beef, pork, everything like chicken, turkey. So now she's like definitely scaled back. That's awesome. That film has changed so many people's lives. It's like mind boggling. Tony was actually in that film. Uh, there's like a, a portion of it where they're in the grocery store talking and Tony like explains how to eat plant-based on a budget. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were there in LA actually watching the premiere of What the Health. And we were with Tony's cousins who we were staying with at the time. And I remember watching watching the film. It was our first time seeing it. And as soon as it was over, I was like, every single person who watches this movie is going to leave a changed person. I just like felt it, you know? And we go home with her cousins and they are like, okay, we're vegan. And they went and they cleared out their fridge. They took out like the yogurt and the milk and they just dumped it and they went shopping the next day and they're like, what can we buy? What's vegan? The cool thing about it is that they went because I was in the film. They were just being supportive, loving family members. We were staying with them. They had no intention of learning about vegetarianism or veganism. They just went because I, they wanted to be supportive to me. And 
It was so transformational for their entire lives. They still message me regularly saying, oh, I'm so excited to be vegan. Thanks for introducing this to us. And now they're into animal ethics. It started for specifically health reasons, but my cousin is like, oh, we want to go to Gentle Barn. We want to go to Farm Sanctuary. It's really sweet. I can't wait to go back this year because we stay with them pretty much every year that we go down to LA for an event called the Natural Products Expo. And I can't wait to go back this year and like make food together and just see how much has changed. That's so cool. So you mentioned you went vegan at university. How has that been for you? I know that. Oh, wait, are you living in the dorms? No, no. Okay, so you have a kitchen. Yes, I do. Thank God. Awesome. So take us through that scenario when you went vegan in college, in university. How did that go? It was hard. (laughs) It was really difficult because I feel like, I don't know, like a part of the college life is you just like don't eat properly. Like that's like part of like college culture. So I was like really used to, which is awful, but I was really used to just like being able to just like grab whatever on campus. Like, okay, well, I'm going to be like staying late in the library. Like, oh, I'm just going to like go grab a burrito. Like, I'm just going to like go grab like a dollar meal from like Wendy's or whatever. So it was like, it was really hard, like making that like shift to just like, okay, well now I can eat at every single restaurant on campus to like, okay, well now I can eat at like three. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I was in college, there were like three options for food. I didn't have a car, so I could eat at the dining hall on the north side, the dining hall on the south side, the vending machines on campus, or there were like maybe three to five restaurants I could walk to. What's that like for you? Like how much do you have access to on your campus? My university, it's kind of like different from like I don't want to say, like, different from, like, other, you know, well, it kind of is, because on our campus, we have, like, it's, like, this area called York Lanes, where basically they call it a mall, but it's not really a mall. It's almost like a mini food court, like, within campus. So we actually have, like, almost like a mall food court on our campus. And so there are, like, a lot of different food options. We do have just, like, normal, like, college-style dining halls, but I'm also really lucky to have, like, a ton of, like, actual restaurants, like, Wendy's and like Thai Express and Zteca. I don't know if any of those will sound familiar to anyone, but they're real chains. (laughs) So I'm lucky to be able to like have access to a lot of things, but then also unlucky in the way that like now, like I can't, like they're there, but they're not for me. Yeah. I just went and I went to my half brother's college graduation and he had the same situation. There was so much on his campus all spread out of like food court style and he had Chipotle and like all of these familiar places that was nothing like my experience where I was basically, I had paid for the dining hall. I had to eat in the dining hall and the dining hall was not vegan friendly. So that's awesome that it seems like the trend is moving away from that like one spot to eat situation. So how did, how did you manage that? Like what, what were you able to eat? Like what did you do? I had moved off campus at that point, um, but I kind of, oh my gosh, my memories are so foggy from this time, but I remember working with the dining hall director trying to bring more vegan options on campus, but the way that they do it is they'd have like a veg week where they'd bring a lot of vegetarian and vegan options that were labeled for veg week, and then they'd take them off again. Um, (laughs) So like we'd eat really well for a week, and then... Not so well, but it got them used to like making more creative meals and stuff. And this was at like the very early time where very few people on campus were vegan and no one was really speaking up about it. And I'm sure that's changed so much. We were just like in that very beginning stage of trying to advocate for those existing. But I I ate a lot of, I had a mini fridge, I remember, in my 
dorm. And then we also had access to like one kitchen on the dorm floor. So we had like a microwave and stuff. So I would get things that I could easily make myself, but it was a lot of very simple meals that were the same thing day after day after day. It's also becoming a lot easier here in the United States with initiatives like the one that our friend Christy Middleton is running, where she's trying to bring vegetarian and vegan options into college campuses. And it's common from, I went to UC Davis and they have a soy milk machine and they have just mayo in a pump. It was so cool to see these options available in the college cafeteria. Yeah, on our like progressive California college campuses. <laughs> but even across the country, we uh, like Josie in one of our episodes that is coming up was talking about how she goes to these rural communities and brings options to them at their college campuses, which is so cool. Yeah. Well, isn't the first vegan cafeteria on a college campus was in Texas, right? Yeah. yeah so it's, that's the last place you'd ever expect it. Like an entire vegan cafeteria? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. They had this big like vegan kind of, I don't know. It was, it was pretty awesome. Anyway. So you're vegan in college. You're finding like some spots that you can kind of eat at. You're not used to cooking at all, but you have a kitchen. Uh, what happens next? Do you start playing with more recipes? Like, do you start kind of venturing out further to find some vegan restaurants? Like, when do you discover apps like Happy Cow that makes that easier? Take us through that. And what's it like with friends? Like, your friends are going out to eat. You're probably going to go where they're going. I feel like with, with the cooking thing, like even now, like I still like rely on like the internet a bit. Like if I want, like I have like my staple things that I'll make for myself. So like, I don't know, like fried rice or like, like pad thai. I don't want to call it pad thai because it's, it's like my version of pad thai or like cereal oatmeal. Like I have like all of my staples of like things that I make. So now like I'm more, it's like a routine where I'm just like, I don't have to think about what I'm making anymore. It's not like a shock or uncomfortable to make vegan food. It's just like, oh, well, I've, I've been vegan for like a bit over a year now. So like I'm kind of like more into that groove. But if, if I want to like branch out a bit, like I, I'll like go on like blogs, like uh, like Minimalist Baker is like a really good one that I use just to like find like inspiration of like new things that I can make. But I would say like definitely more of the difficulty does come when I'm going out to eat with my friends because especially at the beginning, people like don't, they don't know a lot about veganism. I think that people think that they know a lot about veganism, even like myself before I went vegan. Like my idea of vegans is completely different from what it is now. Like how do people talk about vegans? It's like, okay, like you guys like, are you going to have lettuce? Like you're just going to have some kale. It's like, no, I'm eating, I'm eating real food, but people don't like talk about that, like that side of veganism of people just being normal. I feel like vegans are always like, kind of like perceived as being these like health freaks who only eat vegetables and who refuse to eat like any fat and like all of those things. And like, sure, there are vegans that are like that, but the majority of vegans were just eating normal food that is also vegan, but people don't see that side. So they don't understand it, I guess. So you said you have some meals that are in your rotation and that you're familiar with now, but what do you take for snacks to class? Ooh, okay. So recently I have developed a very serious love for 
it's this brand called Made Good. They have these like little granola bites. I love them. I eat them like candy. Like it's amazing. Also really big on harvest snaps. My campus actually recently opened a grocery store, which has absolutely been a lifesaver because I'm able to just like go in, grab a banana. They have a lot of vegan things there too. So they have like little boxes of like chocolate almond milk. So like my go-to snack for class right now has honestly been one banana a box of chocolate almond milk and granola bites. And I'll just like go into class and like snack on that. I don't know, like things like that, like chips. I consider fries a snack. <laughs> so like fries too. Yeah. Are you working in addition to classes? Yeah, I am. So I work, I work part-time actually at my university. What do you do? I don't even know how to describe. I'm a leadership peer is what my position is called. So basically um, my university has a leadership department that basically helps students with like self-development and like becoming more confident in themselves as a leader, developing their skills, recognizing their skills and the potential that like they have like within them. So I work with them to like help with like media, um, to assist them with like programming and like different content that's rolled out to students. Um, So yeah. And have you found that you are saving money with your vegan diet or do you spend more money because you're eating a lot of um, pre-packaged foods? Honestly, I feel like the amount of money that I spent as a non-vegan and as a vegan is relatively the same. Like I haven't noticed that I spend more money like at all. I would say like when I do see like kind of like hikes and like my spending is when like I'm going through like those, I feel like everyone goes through those phases where you just get tired of cooking for yourself and you're like, well, it's here. So I'm just going to buy it. And so like when I'm like, if I want to buy like a box of like vegan mac and cheese, for example, it's like, that's obviously going to cost more than just like buying, like, I guess like a quote unquote, like a normal box of mac and cheese. But for the most part, when I'm just like living my life normally and I'm not, you know, throwing my body away to the wind and just eating crap all the time. For the most part, it's pretty manageable. It's the same as it was before. Speaking of vegan mac and cheese, I watched a video where you put away two boxes of vegan mac and cheese. And I was so impressed. I was like, damn, that's a lot of mac and cheese. Tony, I can't believe you're like, you're impressed. This is the woman that always orders double noodles, double ramen in her ramen noodle soup. Well, after Sean came on the show and said he eats triple noodles and put to shame forever, but two boxes of mac and cheese. And I should, I'm going to put that video up on the show notes. The plate is like, it's a heaping, it's a huge plate. Yeah, I I wanted to dig into that so hardcore. Like, I feel like we would be instant foodie friends if we were in the same place, (laughs) you guys. (laughs) It's just so good. That video was about dating and That's something I'm super curious to hear about. You're in college, you're dating, and you're vegan. And you're not only dating, but you're dating online through apps. And I know my own experience, which I can share at some point in this episode. But uh, I would love for you to share some of the stories of people that you've met and how uh, if they've been receptive to your veganism or if you only date vegans or how it all works. I've actually never dated a vegan. I don't think I've ever met So I'm straight. I've never met male vegan before, I don't think. But yeah, 
so I feel like the worst thing that's happened to me, it's been kind of like, it's been kind of hard. It's made it like a bit more difficult. It's not that like I can't get like any dates at all now, but it's just like kind of like a bit more difficult to navigate. Cause like the typical thing is like, oh, like let's get drinks. So let's go to a restaurant. And so it's kind of like, it's weird in that it's just like, well, you're not going to really have any choice or that much choice in where we're going because there's only like specific places in the city that I can eat. Um, especially since I'm like gluten-free, I like have to eat at vegan restaurants because they're the ones that cater more to like vegan options. So I remember I was talking to this guy on Bumble and we were having a great conversation. <laughs> like, I don't really know where, well, I do know where things went wrong. So we were planning our date. And um, so I was just like, yeah, we can just like go to a restaurant. And like, by the way, like, I'm just letting you know that I'm vegan. So it's probably going to have to be at a vegan restaurant. And then he just never answered me <laughs> after that. <laughs> so vegan is not on your profile? No, I don't. I don't put it there. I actually, I don't want to say that I, I hide it. But like, kind of, because like, I know what people think of vegans. Like, I don't, I don't want people to like see me and then automatically be just like, oh, like she's vegan, mm, swipe left, you know? So like, I want to be like, oh, like, look at my personality shine. I'm so cute and like funny. And then just like, and I'm vegan too. And like, I don't know. Cause I, I was at my sister's birthday dinner and this guy mentioned, or we were like at like a buffet and this guy noticed that I was only eating like like a select few things like, like over lettuce. and over again. Yeah. Cause that's like all that, <laughs> it's like, you know, you're going to be disappointed. I think like all I could eat at that entire buffet was cucumber rolls. Like that was it. I was just eating cucumber rolls the entire time. And he noticed it and he's like, Oh, are you vegetarian? And I was like, no, I'm actually vegan. And he literally separated himself from me and like gave me this face. Like, Oh, like you're vegan. And like <laughs> leaned away from me. <laughs> so I'm trying to avoid that reaction from people. <laughs> So that is hilarious. So how does that go? Because inevitably, then it kind of like leads to a situation where, as you're describing, it's like even more of a shock slash surprise once people find out. Have you had any experiences where you've been like on the date already when they find out you're vegan? And like, how does that go down? I usually tell them before, especially because it's like we're going to a vegan restaurant. They'd be like, OK, well, like, why? But I, I do remember being on a, on a date with someone and they didn't they didn't know that it was an all vegan restaurant. I feel like maybe they just thought like, oh, like we're just going to go, I'm going to go to a restaurant that has like vegan options. Um, so we were actually on, we were like on our way to the restaurant together. And he just kind of like, he ran out of the blue was just like, oh, so like this restaurant has like non-vegan options too. Right. And I was just like, no, it's, it's a vegan restaurant. <laughs> like, weren't you listening? <laughs> and he just like went into a panic. He was just like, "What? Uh, what? I thought, I thought, I thought, like, I thought it was just like only part vegan. Like, I thought there was other like non-vegan stuff there. I was like, no, like it's just a vegan restaurant. But like, don't worry, like you'll be fine. Like they have really good stuff. And he just went into like a panic. Like as we were like riding by, he was like, he was like pointing at restaurants. He's like, oh, like we could have eaten there or we could have eaten there. We could have eaten there. And I'm like, why are you so afraid? <laughs> like, And how many dates had you gone on with this person? This was our first date. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so funny. So what happened when you got there? Did he try the food? Yeah, he tried it and he loved it. But the thing is like, before we went in, cause like I could tell that he was like scared. And I was like, I don't know why you're so like, what are you, what are you expecting to like see when you open the menu? Just like water. So like I asked him like, what do you think is going to be there? He's like, uh, I don't know, like vegetables. And like, that's the thing is like, what I'm saying is that when people think of vegan, they're just like, oh, like they're just eating like plain, but like boiled broccoli with some salt on. And it's like, no, I think he ended up ordering what, like a, a cheeseburger or something, a BLT. 
And he was ordering it. He was just like, a BLT? What's the B? If it's vegan, what's the B? And he ended up loving it. I think it was like tempeh bacon or something like that. But it was all like, he loved it. He loved it. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So do you feel like, I mean, it's tough when you're dating because it's hard enough to find someone you're compatible enough and compatible with. But then when you're finding people who are like, I'm vibing with them, things are great. And then you bring up the V word and they like fly in the other direction, running away frantically. Is that tough? Does it make you feel frustrated or like lose hope? Or you're just like, man, when I find someone who gets it and isn't judgmental and everything, that's just going to be one more sign that like this person is awesome. I would say like, it definitely is frustrating because it's like, it's not even like, it's like I'm doing anything wrong or there's anything wrong with me. It's just like, people are just like, you know what? Like this girl is super attractive. I think she's so funny, but you know what? It's a deal breaker that you don't want to eat dead animals. And it's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, why is that the one thing that would make you like run from somebody? It's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. So it's kind of frustrating, especially because I feel like, and my friends always say, they're just like, Felicia, like, I can never imagine you just being with a normal person. You're just like too weird. So it's already like kind of hard for me to find people that like, I do like vibe with. So like to find someone that you vibe with, like that guy that ghosted me to be like, oh, we're having like a great time. And then like, I tell you that I'm vegan and all of a sudden it's like, you're just not interested. It's, it's kind of, it's frustrating, especially because just dating in general is already so frustrating. Just adding on that extra layer, it's kind of just like let me just delete this app. (laughs) Yeah. When I went vegan, I was in a relationship, like a longer term relationship already. I had been with a guy for, I don't know, several months and we ended up dating for like over a year. And I remember like we had a pizza place that we would go to when I was vegetarian and we would split a pizza and half of it would have no meat on it, whatever, easy. And then when I came back uh, from like summer vacation and I was like I'm I'm going vegan and he was like what we won't be able to split a pizza anymore he was like so distraught over this idea that like my food choices would impact his ease of eating which it wouldn't at all like I'll just get my half without cheese you know like it's it's okay it's cool like this doesn't have to impact you at all but it's I think it's so interesting how frightening, like actually frightening it is to people when your personal food choices just enter their bubble. Even if it's not going to like, it won't pierce your bubble. Don't worry. Like you do you. (laughs) I know. It's like you can have meat at the next restaurant you go to. Like it'll be fine. (laughs) So I'm in a relationship now, but I dated online for quite some time. I would say I dated about 30 different people from the internet. And it was a really interesting experience. And I first had vegan on my profile and then took vegan off of my profile and just put vegetarian, which I found was like made people like me so much more. But there was this one person in particular, and it reminds me of a story that you just told of, of like, they like you, they're, they like your personality, they think you're attractive, but then they find out you're vegan. So I had been, I think it was Bumble, and I had matched with this person, but we had never communicated, and I'm a swing dancer, and I was swing dancing at a bar, and this person messaged me and was like, I think I think you're swing dancing at this bar. It says that you're swing, a swing dancer on your profile, and I, I'm, I think that this person is you. Are you wearing a black dress? And uh, if you know me, I mostly wear black dresses, so yes, I was wearing a black dress, and we started talking. He was really attractive. He was a doctor and was really nice and funny. And then we were texting and 
he found out that I was a vegan. And then it was like everything that we had talked about meant nothing. And he was like, I just want to tell you up front that I am never going to be vegan. And I was like, uh, I I didn't ask you to be vegan. I'm uh this is awkward. But it was it was just so bizarre that just my being vegan made him feel so defensive that I would try to change him or that I would try to impose my beliefs onto him. And that was not the case at all for me. Yeah, it's hard. It's weird. I I've had like that happened to me too. I was on a date recently and within like, oh my gosh, like within like 15 minutes of us meeting, this guy just started to go on this tangent about how he could never give up meat and how he loves cheese. But it was just like, but the weird thing is like, I didn't even bring it up. <laughs> it's like, you're just deciding to go on this tangent about how you could never go vegan and like, you could never do this. But like, I completely relate. It's like, well, I'm not asking you to do like any of those things. I'm not forcing this on you, but I feel like a lot of people, it's like their first thing like is to just like get defensive. I feel like people think that like, just by virtue of you being vegan, you're judging them or you're going to try to force something on them. And I feel like that's kind of like a part of it that like people like find you unattractive after that, because it's like, they automatically assume that you're judging them and that you're going to be this pushy person who's screaming meat is murder at the dinner table. And it's like, well, no, like I'm literally just living my vegan life. I'm not going to like force you into anything, but you also don't have to go on this like weird defensive tangent about how you don't agree with me and how you're never going to change your ways. It's like, I didn't even start this conversation, so I don't know why it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. And we're making this seem like an impossible, (laughs) an impossible thing, but I had a lot of fun dating different types of people, people who were not vegan, people who were not in social circle. And I ended up dating someone for a couple years who was not a vegan and he became vegan. And even when we broke up, he stayed vegan. And then his new current girlfriend who wasn't vegan is now vegan. So because we had other things in common and we had this really solid foundation and friendship, it turned into something that introduced him to all different types of things surrounding veganism, not just food related, but animals too. And then it trickled on from there. So I know it, we're making it seem like it's a little bit impossible to find <laughs> someone, but <laughs> there are people out there who are super nice and will accommodate you and support you and also maybe even change. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting because when you step into a new relationship, usually everything's like giddy. You love everything about the other person. Like it takes months or even years to start like nitpicking people down. But throwing the vegan factor in there is kind of a nice like little test to see like, how does one react to something that's a part of me that's different from them, you know, that you kind of have to acknowledge a bit sooner. And I think how people react to that, if they're just like comfortable, like, oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Like, tell me why you're doing that. Oh, I support it. You know, like that's a beautiful thing to see that come out of someone. Have you had any like really positive experiences when you share that with guys that you're dating? Yeah, I went on a date a few weeks ago, last month sometime. And when he felt, well, he already knew that I was vegan. I was set up with him by like one of my friends. So he already knew that I was vegan. And like when we started like talking, he was just like, yeah, I'm actually at the grocery store right now. Just uh, picking up some ingredients to make some vegan chili. Just wanted to try it out. (laughs) Like I was like, oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Like it was really sweet. And like, he was super open to like going to like the vegan restaurant. He was like really excited about it. And it was just like, I had, that was actually the first time that I'd had like a positive experience where someone hadn't like gotten really defensive or been kind of like up in arms about it. So it was like really refreshing and also kind of like, kind of like what we're doing now, kind of like a nice breath of fresh air of just like, okay, you know what? Like there are people out there that aren't going to make this a huge deal and aren't immediately going to like shut you out because of this. Like things didn't end up like working out, but it was just like nice to at least be able to like have that experience of like, okay, well, you know what? Like there's hope. (laughs) There's someone out there. Yeah, and like PSA for anyone who's listening who might be on the dating scene, who might not be plant-based or vegan, like you don't have to ever be willing to go plant-based or think about going vegan to be awesome, supportive person in a relationship. Like it can be as simple as being like, wow, this person that I really like is plant-based. Like maybe it'd be cool for me to look up a recipe and make a cool plant-based meal. Like it's a, it's, it gives an opportunity for something extra thoughtful that you can do for people. And also it's just like, just, yeah, there, there's ways to be supportive and kind and open-minded without having to feel threatened in your own like choices. Yeah. I thought you were going to say PSA, Felicia is single in Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) That too, everybody. I was like, oh gosh, where is this going? (laughs) You can find the yeah, you can find the link to her dating profile. No, just kidding. (laughs) We got you, Felicia. We'll send all the good ones your way. Oh wow, thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) On that note, uh, we're gonna get things wrapped up, but are there any resources that you recommend for people listening who are either in college or who are dating or just advice that will help people along on their plant-based journey? I would say just like general, general advice I would give to people is to just go at your own pace and do what's manageable for you at the time. Like I'm a super big advocate of just like even if you're just trying to go vegan, if trying to go vegan is as much as you can do, like in that moment, then just try to go vegan and like, just do as much as like you possibly can. I think that's like absolutely the most important thing in terms of like resources. I think I mentioned them like earlier on, but like the minimalist baker, love the minimalist baker, a lot of like really simple recipes. There's a YouTuber that I watch called Emily Ewing. She's a chill vegan on YouTube. She posts a lot of what I eat in a day videos. And I love her videos because they're super just like very like simple and basic, just like what normal people eat. There's no like fancy like flair, just like you have to like go search for this like specific seed in like the rainforest to make this meal. It's just like very simple, everyday college student food. And I absolutely love it. And then me. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your resources. So I have my YouTube channel. So it's by Felicia. It's B-Y-F-E-L-I-C-I-A. So funny, by the way. That's Thank you. Very clever. <laughs> I was like tortured with that for like months. So I was just like, you know what? Let me capitalize off of this a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So my channel's by Felicia. Um, I do like vlogs, just like random videos. And I also throw in like a few recipe videos here and there whenever I learn how to make something new. I'm just like, let me share this. Um, I also have my website. So FeliciaFalconer.com and all of the recipes that I've ever shared online. You can find them there. And yeah, also my podcast, The Vegan Inquisition. So tell us about your podcast. I've listened to a little clip of one of them and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I have it like (laughs) 
ready to go and I can't wait to like binge listen to a bunch more, but tell us a little bit about your podcast. So my podcast is basically just, it's, it's literally just like 30 to 40 minutes of me complaining because <laughs> I feel like, so basically I just like, I like, it, it's like a storytelling podcast. So like, I basically just like tell stories about some of the weird things or sad, awful things that have happened to me, like since I've gone vegan, but I always tell it in like a, a comedic way. So like, it's still entertaining. So like I've told stories about like chefs making me like weird food that no one would even feed to like a sewer rat and being like, you're vegan, you'd eat this, right? Or just like stories about like going on like dates with guys and like them doing weird things. So basically it's just like a storytelling podcast that shows like the not so bright side of veganism. What I love about it is we all go through these experiences when you decide to eat in a way that's different from mainstream. And a lot of times you're alone going through them and you come home and you're just like crying in your bedroom. Like, oh, this this person was mean or like this food is awful or uh, just all these experiences. But your, your show and your podcast and your videos just brings, like shows how you can have such a sense of humor about what's happening. And all of these like really traumatic or sad or just funny experiences are stories you can tell later. Like they're, they're making your life rich and exciting with hilarious experiences that you can look back on and laugh at later. I feel like it's important because like, otherwise it's like, it doesn't really make sense to like sit there and like wallow in that like sadness and feel discouraged. It's just like, honestly, like at the end of the day, it's like, it's kind of like awful, but you do kind of just have to be like, okay, like I'm just going to like pick myself up and like get over this. And like, I've learned to kind of like be like, you know what, like this is terrible to go through like in the more in like the moment, but it's like it'll make a good podcast episode. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's so important to be able to find the humor in things and uh yeah, just have like that positive uh, outlook on and that's important if you're going to stick with this for the long haul because you have to be able to like develop a backbone to take the well-meaning but kind of cruel jokes and everything and just like have a sense of humor about it all, or you will literally go crazy. (laughs) And I think that that's a good message in life in general is sometimes life is not that glamorous and fun and exciting, but you can have a good outlook and be positive and tell these really not so fun stories later and maybe get a chuckle. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Felicia, for coming on our podcast. We really appreciate it. We're definitely going to drop all of your links in the show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Thank you. It was so nice talking to you guys. Yeah, this is awesome. And I get questions from younger people all the time on YouTube who are in college struggling and needing guides and needing advice. So I'm excited to be able to point them to this podcast, but also to all of the resources that you create in the world. So thank you for the work that you do and for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I uh, have been watching Felicia's videos and I just love her vibe. And I knew this was going to be a fun conversation and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you want to help us out, we have a Patreon and we're so excited because we now have three Patreon supporters. Woohoo! You guys know who you are. Thank you so much. It really means the world to us. And yeah, there's a lot of time, energy, equipment, thought that goes into making this and we want to keep it going keep it strong so your support really does make a big impact 
You can get the link to that and all of the show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. And we will see you guys there. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review if you feel so inclined on iTunes. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.